Before we dive into this episode, I want you to think about what it would feel like to have your dream clients begging to work with you. Your DMs are flooding with inquiries, emails are pouring in, and your past clients are sending over all of their friends to work with you. Trust me, babe, you've been putting in the work, investing in your education, and reaching new levels in your self-development and skills. I see you. But do your dream clients actually see you online? I have a handful of intuitive content coaching calls available and would love the opportunity to help you shine online. Check out kianamarie.com slash connect to learn more. Together, we work closely to generate a ton of content for your business, not just trends, but genuine content that feels true to you and your business. From my kitchen table to yours, we come up with a content plan flooded with behind the scenes clips, client experience, and upcoming events. You are a big deal, my love. We just need more people to know about you. Let's capture that twinkle in your eye and share your passions online. Your dream clients are just one scroll away from finding you. Let's connect with them. Find more details at kianamarie.com slash connect. I can't wait to see you shine online. Now let's get this party started. Hey, hey, welcome back to Kiana Marie Weekly, where we are diving deep into Amplify Your Weddings. This has been such a fun series where I've been able to highlight, showcase, and introduce you to some of my best friends in the industry. And honestly, just really, really heartfelt business owners that want to see you succeed as well. My circle is tight, but we run deep. And I'm so, so grateful that you were here for this conversation. Now, today, this one's going to be a little bit different. I don't want it to feel so listy or like checkpointy, but it is. We were going to be chatting all about the FAQ or frequently asked questions that I believe you should be adding to your website. And we're going to break these down in like three different parts. So we're going to chat about why you should be having these frequently asked questions readily available on your website and how important they are. We're going to dive into the exact questions and I'll kind of be buffering or kind of filling in my little fun facts and tidbits and two cents as we roll them out. And then I'm also going to share how you can completely blow these up and amplify all of these points, whether you're making blog posts, reels, TikToks, any type of content. We are going to take these really simple questions and answers and just toss them like confetti all over your social media all over your online presence to truly help you not only be in alignment as an expert and a professional, but also be highly, highly Googleable. Welcome to Kiana Marie Weekly, a podcast for creatives who love to celebrate wins, big or small, by dancing in the kitchen, photographers who are excited to serve their clients, and friends who are ready to chase really, really big dreams. You can find all of the resources mentioned in this episode at kianamarie.com slash podcast. Join me as I share weekly motivation, chat about growing pains, finding genuine connections, and celebrating your wins through the lens of a photographer at heart. Come join me for a dance party. Ready? Let's go. Let's dive into frequently asked questions and why these aren't just your average Pinterest list of questions. Because we know oftentimes when we hop on consultation calls or we meet up with a dream couple for coffee or something and we're getting to know each other, sometimes these questions come up. And so this is why I want to just hand these over to you right now. I have a download available for you for free in my shop. And I just really want you to have these so they're already done. So if anybody has a question, 
and they're going to have questions, you can direct them right to this page. Um, You can be really proactive about this. Once again, it just aligns you as someone who knows what you're doing and it builds that trust and that value. Because if you're anything like me, when I first started my business, I used to get so frustrated when clients would not trust me. I'm like, can you just trust me, please? Like, clearly I know what I'm doing. Yes. I have the answer for this. And yes, I have always, always, always have your best interest. So why don't you just trust me? Well, these frequently asked questions will absolutely build trust and will honestly just make you be the shining star and have them be eager to work with you, knowing that you at least have an answer for some of these. Let's dive into the questions. They aren't going to be in any specific order. This is why I kind of just want to like word dump these on you. And then you can drag and drop, move them around. You can align them as needed, but we'll just dive into these questions. So number one, what's the booking process look like once we're ready to hire you and the retainer fee? What does that look like? So this is a question that you absolutely need to have somewhere written, somewhere on your website, somewhere that people can find even before they reach out to you. Okay. They want to know like, what does this look like? Is there a refund or cancellation policy? So what does that look like for you? We have tons and tons of questions now and hesitation when it comes to COVID policies and pandemic policies or blanket statements about viruses, which is so important to be safe. And I even have a link for you too, to send you right over to one of my good friends page. Her business is called The Legal Page, and she is a lawyer and past wedding photographer. So she knows her stuff. We'll be interviewing her shortly. She has incredible contracts that can help you kind of cover your butt on this. But it's important to chat about this. What feels right to you? Do you absolutely not include refunds? Do you allow date changes? Is there a charge for date changes? These are all questions that need to be answered and well thought out before they catch you off guard. And you're like, well, I hope it just kind of works out. I think 2020 is in the past and that's just not the case anymore. We have to be proactive about that. Number three, and these numbers, I'm sorry, guys, I just have them listed. So we're going to try to stay on track. How many photos can we expect? So this is a great one. If you are delivering your digital files or film images, what does that look like for them? Personally, for me, I'm shooting a good 2000 or more images on a wedding day, but I'm typically delivering about 1200. So I'll tell them, and this is me, this is just me and my business personally. Um, I'm usually delivering about a hundred images per hour. And that's not like, you know, it's kind of an average, I guess it doesn't always end up that way, but it kind of sort of does. So I tell them that for an eight hour day of coverage, they're looking about 800 to a thousand images. And I'm pretty much delivering about 1200, which is still a lot. I've met other photographers that are only delivering 500 to 800 images for these long days. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, no way. Like I'm just such a happy shooter. And that's just too much. Um, not enough for me. Let's see. Next one here is, do you offer albums? What's the process like? So this is important too. This is a great way for you to start dripping that awareness of albums and making them feel aware that they know exactly what they're getting into, that they are prepared for maybe another financial investment with you. What does that process look like? That alone could be an entire video series, blog post, and like real series, but we'll get into that later. Number five, do you only offer digitals? 
How will the files be delivered? How large are they? How long will they be available for? Will they ever expire? Do we own the copyrights? Can we share the link and download PIN with parents and family? Now, once again, I'm just kind of catapulting and giving you these prompts with questions. All of these answers are completely up to you. So for example, I only offer digitals. I literally sell air in addition to albums, but all of my images are delivered through Pixie set. And I just, I just love it. I offer the high resolution downloads. They can download websites version or also the original And then I always encourage them to actually order through me. So through Pixie Set, they have the opportunity to order the high high quality and still very affordable prints that can be delivered right to their home. I tell them it's so easy. The process is streamlined. And once again, I have these frequently asked questions in here. So it gets them reminded that they can purchase these high quality images from me and not just take the downloads and just go to Walgreens or Costco or something. Okay. So I'm, I'm already kind of planting those seeds to make them want to purchase from me in the future. And these are all kind of like lumped up into number five. It's like, you know, what is the actual delivery process and you know what does that look like number 6 how long have you been in business are you legit do you pay taxes and are you insured so this is kind of like another bundle about the business aspect of your business that they're going to have questions about now my one piece of advice even though you know I'm full of advice and opinions and experiences is if you are just starting out and you do not have a lot of experience. It is absolutely okay to be completely honest with them. And your prices should reflect that to be perfectly honest, right? Like you're not going to roll in if you've only shot a couple weddings and you're not charging five, six, $8,000 for weddings. You're not, I'm sorry. Like that's me being a big sister and being like, I don't know, like, sure, maybe you could pull it off depending where you're located, but just giving them that peace of mind and letting them know like, Hey, look, like this is, you know, this is examples of my work. I am so passionate about this. And you've done the research, you've done the education, you've invested in education for these weddings. They're going to want that honesty. So do not lie and do not try to persuade your couples into thinking that you have more experience than you do. Because once again, photography is so much more than just the images, right? It's how are you troubleshooting? It's how are you putting out fires while there's you know no flame yet and there's just some smoke, <laughs> right? Like there's so much more to business and to the photography wedding experience than just how beautiful you can take styled shoot photos, okay? So be very honest with that. And like I said, your prices should reflect that. Now, when I mention, are you legit paying taxes? Are you insured? I have had couples ask me that before. Not so much, have you been paying taxes? But they want to know if I am insured, if I have liability insurance. And that is something that I absolutely do. So I pay a good, gosh, I think it's like five or 600 bucks. It's it's an annual fee, but it's so important, especially as I started working into some of my dream wedding venues, they required it. And it was like a million dollar policy. And I also have, I think it's up to 35,000, maybe it's 40K now of equipment insurance as well. So So in addition to like, if anything goes haywire, if somebody steps on one of my wires, literally falls on their face from knocking over a light stand or any, you know, gear or something is causes some type of accident. I'm covered up to a million dollars. And then also that I think it's 35,000 is for my equipment. So God forbid, if anything gets stolen or broken, it gets replaced up to that amount based on what I've claimed or what I have like, you know, in my book of gear. That's really important. They're going to want to know that. And they're mostly just asking to make sure that you're covered. And then they're mostly asking because Pinterest asked them to ask you or their venue or maybe a wedding planner that knows what they're doing. Number seven is, do you offer second shooters or assistants? 
And who will your second shooter be? Now, I know a lot of us are not husband and wife teams. Like a lot of us don't have partners in our business that are just guaranteed to just show up every single time. And they're the face of our brand. Sometimes we shuffle through assistance and that is totally normal. I am so incredibly proud of my girls that I've been working so closely with for the last, I'd say like five, six years. And now they are successfully, they've always have been, but now they are successfully building these thriving businesses. So my girls are busy. So this is just another kind of tidbit too. If you are listening and you're wanting to get into weddings and you you know want some more experience, they need help. Photographers are hurting. I don't know what anybody has been telling you about this being a very competitive world. Like it is, it, it, it is. I'm not going to say that lightly, but... I want to be completely honest with you right now that there are so many photographers that need help. They need reliable and kind and passionate photographers to help them. And that would be a great way for you to gain experience as well. So that was kind of a tangent, but just explain your process. What does that look like? Maybe you do have an an assistant that comes with you all the time. Maybe your little cousin who's in college is your social media manager. Okay. And they come to your weddings and shadow you and capture behind the scenes and um, all that content that you need for your website and reels and TikToks and stuff like whatever that looks like be very upfront for what they can look forward to when it comes to working with you. There are going to be some people I'm going to forewarn you that are just going to be so curious. Once again, I think Pinterest is telling them to do this, or maybe their sister who got married five years ago is in their ear and they want to know who it is and they'll want to see their portfolio. They'll want to see all the information and I'm transparent about it. So if I have like, I'll work with one of my good friends, Rachel Page, she's incredibly talented. So anytime I'm working with her, I will literally send her profile and her website to my brides and say, Hey, this is Rachel. She'll be assisting me today. She was one of my past brides. She's incredibly talented and so sweet. And this is just a little snippet of her Instagram so you can get to know her and they're going to want to stalk her. And it's totally normal. My advice for that is to just be upfront with it and just let them know. Um, You never want to have them second guess you and make them think, oh, we'll figure out later and and just scramble and just kind of pick a random. Even though sometimes wholeheartedly that happens sometimes, sometimes even months up before a wedding, we can be kind of scrambling and reaching out to our HoneyBook community and trying to find those second shooters that are legit and not just a friend to come and shoot, shoot it, right? Like we need like legit second shooters. Just make sure that you're being upfront with it and that um, you have, a, I would say, a small roster of second shooters and assistants that you trust. Number eight, What happens if you're sick? What if there's an emergency? So this is a frequently asked question that happens often. And this kind of piggybacks to the whole sickness. You know, if you test positive for COVID, all these kinds of things, like what is the protocol for that? Now, personally, I have a... I would say once again, a list of very, very close photography friends that I know like on the drop of a hat, if I were to reach out and say, Hey, I'm on my way to this wedding. I just got into an accident. I'm not going to be there until after the ceremony. Where are you? Can you meet me here? Like I literally have a handful of trusted photographer friends that we kind of built this network for that would be there in a heartbeat. Um, Now that isn't always the case, right? Like, so that is really scary to think because we are our own bosses. Like, you know, if we don't show up, we don't show up. And so that can be really scary for our couples when they are investing in us. So me, I try my hardest. Like I think of my weddings literally as my own wedding days, right? So like, it is so important for me to make sure that that gets fulfilled. So what I'll do is this is why it's important to invest in, in your second shooters, educate them, 
train them, make them feel so confident that God forbid something happens to you and you can't show up. At least there is someone capable and willing and passionate about following through on that day. So even if you go from two to one, at least there is still someone very competent to capture the day. That's what I always tell my my couples as they're inquiring, but it's just really important for you to figure out the system and your answer to this question and how you're actually going to fulfill that need if there really is that crazy emergency, right? Like, do they have refunds involved? Are there no refunds involved? You know, what does your backup system look like? Number 10, do you blog about engagements and weddings? So this is a question that I added in here where I don't believe, to be perfectly honest, that your couples are probably going to ask you this, but I love making this a frequently asked question because I do. Okay. So I love blogging about my couples and their weddings and showcasing them. And what this does is it really just plants a seed. So they know what to look forward to. And then if they have any questions or if they're are hesitant about maybe having their images online or having their, their wedding shared on the blog, they can kind of have a little red flag, not for like a red flag for me, but just kind of a little like asterisk to be like, oh, well, maybe I don't want my images online. So I'm happy you brought this up because I didn't even know that you do that. So that's something to consider. Once again, you're just planting seeds. Number 11 is, may I see a full wedding gallery, three to five full weddings to see multiple locations and lighting conditions. Now, once again, I added this as well. They may ask you that. And I'm pretty sure they will if they've been on Pinterest lately. (laughs) Or like I said, if they're recently uh, married friends are telling them, you got to make sure you check. So I actually include this in my frequently asked questions. So they have access to about four to five different weddings, different seasons, different locations, different couples, different vibes for weddings. You know, whether I have like my big fat Greek wedding, they can take a peek at that. Adventure elopements, church weddings, outdoor weddings, um, some of my very favorite venues. So what that does is it, it kind of already answers that question for them before they come at you with any types of, you know, I don't want to say insecurities, but like, they're just like, you know, worried about what it's going to look like on their wedding day. And once again, this is a time saver. So if you can do this in advance, then you don't feel like you have to scramble and just, you know, go pull up those old galleries. Like this should already be done. Hey, wedding photographers, after sharing sneak peeks, do you hear crickets? Now I'm talking about after a wedding day where you completely blew away the wedding experience. As soon as you were packing up, you knew that the bridesmaids and wedding guests were raving about you and excited to work with you again. But where are those emails? Where are those inquiries? And where are those booking contracts to make sure that you are secured for the next wedding? Well, what if I told you it was as simple as whipping out your phone capturing a handful of behind the scene videos and sharing them online. I have a free guide for you. It's all about quick and easy ways to capture those behind the scene videos for organic referrals, local followers, and building genuine brand awareness. Okay. This is a fun guide that you absolutely have to download today. So you can look over and study before your next wedding, because let's be honest, wouldn't it be incredible if you can book your next wedding while working your next wedding run, don't walk to grab this free guide called book more weddings capturing behind the scenes to help boost easy referrals. You can find this link in the show notes or also on my Instagram in my link page. Hurry, hurry, hurry. You're going to want this to start booking more dream weddings.
number 12 is how many hours are included in your collections. So this may already be maybe on your website, maybe not, but it for sure should be in your pricing guide or on your price list of some kind. And once again, I just like to add this to my frequently asked questions. It gets them thinking about it. And it also is an opportunity to educate them as well. So typically I do not shoot anything less than eight hours on a wedding day, because for me, I just think that's the perfect amount of time between the getting ready details all the way down to I call it from the Bay Area, like that getting hyphy music, like once it starts getting crazy and getting sweaty and stuff, that's usually when, you know, I kind of take off. But this is a great, once again, just another piece of education that you can share with them. Um, But I've also have shot weddings that are only four to six hours long. Okay. So it all depends. And once again, this is for you and your discretion to decide what that looks like. Now, number 13, we're going to get into a little editing about, okay, so share more about your editing, anything Photoshopped, what can we expect? So this is huge. This is one that should may even be a little bit higher on the list, but like once I said, they're kind of scattered. So there's, there's no direct order. I hope you just kind of copy and paste these as needed, but truly share your editing style. What does that look like? You know, are you a Photoshopper? Do you mostly work in Lightroom? And once again, your couple most likely won't even know the difference between Lightroom and Photoshop. And I I say that lightly, most people do know the difference, but when it comes to your images and their wedding gallery, they may not understand. So I love being really descriptive about that, what those expectations are. Personally, I do not use Photoshop. Like I do not throw any of my images into Photoshop anymore. The only time, and I will explain this in my frequently asked questions too, or actually I don't even think I have it in there. I just will like verbally explain this. Um, as I always tell my brides, if they wake up and they have like my big fat Greek wedding, like zit on their face, I literally laugh and say, I will Windex that off for you. Like I will let them know, like, don't worry, babe. Like if you are stressed out for any, you know, any reason for your wedding, if you're stressed out, I will absolutely, you know, spot remove that pimple for you. So don't even worry about that. It's like, it was never there. And then also too, I mentioned if they have a huge, huge, um, like family shot, or a big, huge wedding party photo. And there's just not one freaking photo that everybody is smiling, looking at the camera. I will offer, I call it like face swapping. <laughs> so that is like at our discretion though. It's something that I love to offer as kind of like, just like security for them to be like, you know, something to look forward to. Um, but I have had to do that a couple of times, literally a couple of times in the 10 years that I've been shooting weddings or more. But what does it look like for you? Are you a Photoshopper? Do you do spend a lot of time heavy editing? Will you make sure that the skin tones look perfect, but then also, you know, without blowing out the sky? And then will you adjust the sunset and make the sky come back? Personally, I don't. I always, always make sure that skin tones are spot on as opposed to making sure that the sky looks blue or, you know, it catches a sunset. Like I prioritize faces and skin over the background. So, and I explain that, just kind of go over what they can expect. Number 14 is, may I have a list of references? Where can I find reviews or testimonials online? So this is another big one where we absolutely should already be including these on our website, but I love including this in the frequently asked questions because it's a great opportunity for you to once again, showcase your work. You can direct them right to your, the not reviews to Google reviews, send them to a testimonials blog. If you don't have a testimonials blog yet, you should totally do that. That's another little side key tip 
for you today is just compile a list of like five to 10 testimonials and add them to a blog post. And once again, that can be Googleable, searchable, Pinterest, the crap out of it, have dozens of images and different graphics go straight to that blog post. And uh, that's just a great way for you to kind of just showcase yourself. Number 15 is, I know that's a long list, but thanks for hanging in here. Can I request certain images to be taken? So for us as photographers, our first response is duh, right? So this is something that I love to add once again to this list. So they feel that they're heard, they feel that they're understood, and they do feel like they can make these requests. I will say in the past, gosh, maybe five years or so in the wedding industry, I feel like it's been very portfolio driven. Just my opinion, <laughs> like just to share my heart on this, I feel like a lot of photographers coming really hard from educators, to be honest, push these portfolio, these editorial looks and stuff. And I'm like, these are just real people that just want to be photographed and just want to be loved and appreciated and capture the fun and excitement on their wedding day. They don't care about their images being in a magazine or being in style me pretty. Most don't. There are going to be a couple that get it and that that's a big deal for them. And I understand that. Um, and we should be photographing these weddings as if they are going to be in magazines, but it's just important to just remind them that you're on their team and that you want to just be really, really helpful and capture whatever they want. Okay. So yes, I do offer that. And I have a customizable, this is a little plug too. I have a customizable wedding shot list for you in my shop that is super affordable, drag and drop easy. It's kind of doubles as a peace of mind for your couples, but then also it's like a cheat sheet for you and your second shooter as well to make sure you capture everything that you need. All right. So number 16 is, do you contact my other vendors to help keep things streamlined? So I kind of added this in here simply as a reminder that I do reach out to vendors. So about a month or so before the actual wedding date, I send out one last questionnaire where I request the vendors and like their roster of of help. And then I will reach out to them and say, Hey, I'm the wedding photographer. Looking forward to working with you. Here's my Instagram. So we kind of already set the precedence that I will be sharing images with them and that I'm on their team on the wedding day. But once again, I think I kind of just kind of slipped this in there as just kind of a little fun fact to be like, Hey, yes, I'm very proactive. I get along with videographers. I get along with all wedding vendors. And at the end of the day, we come together to make your day stress-free and fun without kind of like running the show. Number 17 is how many weddings have you shot and how much experience do you have? So we kind of already went over the experience thing, but it might be a good idea to have a list somewhere where you mention, oh, I've shot seven weddings or, oh, I've shot over a hundred weddings, whatever that looks like. That could be a talking piece. But once again, if you haven't shot very many weddings, you don't have to add this. Okay. Don't feel like you have to add this. You can cut and paste and drag and drop and include as many as you like. Number 18, will you use my images as advertising, online marketing, and for social media? So I absolutely add this to my frequently asked questions. So they understand that, yes. So not only are they signing that away in their contract, but I, I love to kind of add these checkpoints and these reminders as often as I can. So they know like, yes, absolutely. I will be using these on social media. I will be using them for online marketing and for potential advertising, whether that's for my own website or you know, uploading it to Wedding Wire or to Two Bright Lights for publications, something like that. I love, once again, even though it does kind of come with them just signing their life away in the contract, I love reminding them. So in case there is ever any hesitation, they can say, well, you know, 
it isn't really our style. Um, we'd like our images to remain offline. They have another checkpoint and another moment to, to let me know. Number 19, what kind of lighting do you use and what happens when the sun goes down? So once again, this is another educational piece to remind them that, hey, look, the, I have a, like for me personally, I have a very unique style of natural light. My best work happens during the day before the sun sets. Now, do I have lights? Do I know how to use them? Absolutely. I confidently have off-camera flash and my alien bees that I love to pop, especially for large barn weddings but I let them know the difference. So I literally will have in my frequently asked question guide, I'll have an image like you know, a handful of images that are captured throughout the day. And then a handful of images that are captured during the, during the reception and dancing and cake cutting to show them the difference. Now I know this sounds so silly and I don't want to sound like I'm a broken record here, but we have to remember that we are so close to our business. We are so close. And these things are just kind of like, well, duh. Like I feel like Michelle Tanner, you know, <laughs> like in a full house, you know, it's like, duh. And like, yes, the images are going to look different. But to a lot of our couples, they don't understand it. And I don't mean that disrespectfully, but this just isn't their business. This isn't their passion. And so they may have expectations of what things are going to look like. So if we can be proactive and show them, actually show them photos of different timelines of the day, different lighting exposures and lighting situations that'll give them the confidence to know, Hey, this is what we're capable of. And also if we align with what their visions are number 20, how do you archive protect and back up your photos? This is important. They're going to ask this. Okay. Um, once again, I think Pinterest is driving them to ask this question, but that doesn't even matter because it should be very important to them as well as it's so important to us. So explain to them what your process looks like. How are you proactive about your cards? Are you shooting on double card readers? And um, what does your backup system look like? What does that safety protocol look like? I have another episode for you. Speaking of that, with my good friend, Dawn with Tech Savvy Creative, we actually talk about your tech fails and how to prevent them. So go check that out if that is something that interests you and that you want to learn more about. Number 21, do you have backup equipment? What happens if a card or camera fails out of your control? So this is another one. They're all important. I should just say that. <laughs> I keep saying this after every point. Um, but you absolutely should. This is your big sister speaking. You absolutely should not be booking weddings unless you have at least two camera bodies that are capable. This isn't just like a brand new camera and then your old camera. Like, no, like these should be two, at least two, if not three to four bodies of cameras that you know will shoot and work without crapping out on you. Okay. So I always let them know that I have that backup. And then I always reassure them as well that not only do I have this backup system, but so do my second shooters and my second lead photographers as well. So anything that I have is literally times two. So we are more than well prepared. So what does that look like for you? Explain it to them, walk them through that process. All right. Number 22, what happens if we request longer coverage the day of, and is that an option? So I love including this as well. It gets that conversation going because then I can educate them on exactly which collection to select in the first place. But then personally, just to give you insight to my business is I do offer that if they would like me to stay longer. However, I typically make that decision about the week of. So as everything is completely finalized and all the kinks are rolled out, I will let them know, hey, 
since you have cake cutting at this time and blah, blah, blah is going on here. Or, you know, maybe one of my grooms requests not to do a mock send off. He wants to wait till the very end and he's willing to pay me to stay an extra couple hours to the end. No problem. Um, those are typically finalized the week of now, if they are totally having the time of their life and I've had this happen before where uncles have come up to me or other groomsmen and they're like, you can't leave. We need you. They're literally opening up their wallets, you know, throwing out cash, throwing out credit cards. They want me to stay longer. You know, I have a conversation with the couple and I say, Hey, this is their request. You know, I can bill you later. And they're like, absolutely no problem. It's a verbal thing, but that's up to you. Right? So these are just talking points and just things to mention. And another one I have here, number 23, is what do I wear to weddings? And I know this sounds really silly, but once again, this is another kind of talking point to educate them. And I explain to them what I wear. I kind of shine light on the professionalism of it, but also the readily like active sport mode that I can get in my flats. And typically I wear just a black dress. Um, I have a whole you know Amazon list for you. I can link to that as well for what I typically wear to weddings. But yeah, so that that pretty much sums up the list. Um, there are tons more of frequently asked questions that you can add, but I feel like this gives the perfect well-rounded list of ideas that you can just kind of spark other ideas and make your couples feel confident and have so much trust in you. Now that we've gone over this list, I want to share how we can amplify these, like all of these ideas and make it shine online. So a couple of ways that you can do this are turning these into blog posts. So you could literally, if you are hurting for content and you're, you know, maybe you're in a slow time of your season, or maybe you are kind of desperate mode and you're trying to revamp things and try to get bookings right away, start blogging these. Okay. You can literally blog each one of these points. It doesn't have to be one long blog post. You could blog maybe three to five, right? So kind of maybe go through your list of questions and try to kind of kind of put them in categories and maybe turn it into a five-part series. So you have a blog post for different topics and then you know you can kind of categorize them that way. Once you have those different blog posts, then I highly suggest you turning them into Insta stories, adding them to your highlight reels or highlights in your Instagram And then of course, making reels and TikToks about these. These can literally be Q&A with an insert your name in your business. Um, This is a great way for you to step into that video world and to feel like you are educating your clients instead of just talking about your day or popping on and saying, Hey guys, hope you're having a great day. Like let's add some steps, like some substance. Let's add some oomph and some power behind your word to get people excited to learn from you. Another great series that you can do is actually being very brave and going live and talking about these. Okay. So maybe you do a wedding Wednesday or a coffee morning Monday or something like that. Um, Just, you know, pick something that can be consistent and then answer these. You literally can just pop on and have a little caption or a title that asks the question and then chat about it. And the beauty of lives, I've noticed I've had really great engagement with lives recently, whether that be a live on Facebook or a live on Instagram. And I will be able to literally just chat for, oh my gosh, two minutes. Like you'll be so surprised how impactful just 
a two to three to like no more than five minute live video can have on your audience and on your engagement. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I get going, especially with with interviews, um, which is another key tip as well. You can absolutely pop on with other vendors, with other photographers, even past brides and past couples to chat about these questions as well. But those interviews can, those can go on maybe another 15, 20, 30 minutes. But the cool part is, is once you go live, especially through Instagram and Facebook, we'll save it forever. If, if you click that box to make it, you know, live on forever, it stays on there. So create a super cute cover photo and then it just lives there. And then you can turn those into a guide, which is so cool. Um, after, you know, through Instagram, you can create a little frequently asked question guide. And then you just have your list of images, captions, and, you know, posts. These don't have to be videos. You can literally roll out these into kind of like, what do they call the carousels, right? Which is so awesome because you can get more engagement and have people kind of scroll through that post instead of just one photo and then a huge caption. I highly encourage you to make those into carousels and I create those through Canva. So fun. So I think that pretty much sums up like ways that we can actually amplify this. Okay. So I highly encourage you to make these, add these, you know, make these a guide, add these to your website, add these to your blog, create videos about it, boost your YouTube. If you're like, Oh gosh, I know I should be on YouTube and I should make these start with this list. Start by answering these. And and the best part is, is you don't even have to have the answer to every single one of these as you're growing and creating that experience and working on like working the kinks out you can always go back and change it. You can absolutely always go back and update it, especially as we know, we all scrambled to come up with our pandemic policies and things like that. So these are all updates and that's business. We're growing. Okay. We're planting seeds. We are enjoying new seasons and it's just a lot of fun. So I hope this is inspiring and I hope that you, um, you know, can use these as kind of a catapult to answer all these questions for your couples that are truly scrolling for you. Okay. Please remember that your dream clients are looking for you. We just have to show up. So hope you have a beautiful week. And like I said, pop back into more of those episodes. This series is fire and I'm having so much fun dumping all of this education, motivation, and uh, just fun, just fun inspiration for you. Love you tons. Keep on dancing, baby. That's a wrap on another episode of Kiana Marie Weekly. Thank you so much for your listenership and support. You can find the resources and show notes for this episode and more at kianamarie.com slash podcast. I'd be honored if you'd show your support by leaving a review and rating on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, keep on dancing.